to Headband Happy Hour. My name is Lee. And my name is Aubrey, and we are your hosts on this podcast. Today, we have our incredible guest, Amanda Napolitano. She is the executive director of Ghana Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, so, so yeah, we actually knew Amanda a bit before we worked with her uh, when she was the expo director and uh, for the Donna Marathon. Uh, that was back in what, February, I believe? I don't know if you are, are you the expo director or you just kind of run the whole show? No, I mean, my job is, the, <laughs> yeah, I'm the executive director of the foundation. We have, foundation, um, yeah. yeah, Lynn Pomerantz does an amazing job with the expo specifically, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you guys, um, you know, were with us for the national marathon to finish breast cancer back in February mm-hmm. um, in our expo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, for our audience, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is exactly that you do for Donna Foundation? Sure. Um, you know, I think that as we all know, when we start chasing our passions, um, you know, sort of the, 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 who we are is, is a lot of what, of the work that we do. Um, I'm a runner, I'm a marathoner, um, I have an enormous passion for women, Um, And the Donna Foundation uh, really is all about transforming the experience for breast cancer families, uh, families that are journeying through breast cancer, uh, transforming their experience from something that's full of fear and frustration to something that's full of love and support. Um, My job at the Donna Foundation, um, I'm the executive director, as anyone in philanthropy will tell you. Um, you know, that job really means that, that you are all about, you know, directing the team and raising funds and taking out the trash and <laughs> so it's, it's like everything. Um, but really, you know, at the end of the day, I'm responsible for ensuring that our programs are funded and that they're operating properly. Um, there are three of those. Um, there is um, our Donna Caroline, uh, we help families living with breast cancer through their, um, for, through their financial crisis that traditionally comes with that diagnosis so that families don't have to choose between putting food on the table and getting the treatment that they need. So, so saying, you know, sort of our vision of removing the fear and frustration, you know, cancer diagnosis comes with fear, right? Um, but when it comes with financial fear, then things just get exponentially worse. Um, so we do we do that program. Um, we also fund research so that there's a hopeful tomorrow. Um, and we also uh, orchestrate survivorship education and awareness programs, um, much like the National Marathon to Finish Breast Cancer, where we can all celebrate survivorship together. So really, that's what I do. Just a lot. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's, I mean, all of that is, is incredible, but I mean, the financial hardship aspect, I remember, um, my, my cousin, when we were younger, he had childhood cancer. And I remember the stress that my aunt and uncle felt at that time, because it's such a, you, you want to go through all of these progressive treatments and those come with price tags sometimes. And you always want to do the most that you can for that person that's going through that. And to feel that you have this financial obligation to the, to the whole rest of the world as well. I mean, that's incredible that you offer that, those, that financial assistance or, or guidance as well. Yeah, it's a, it's something that, that fast forward through to today, since when we started uh, with the Donna Foundation back in 2003, um, it's really well documented and researched now. It's a, it's a concept called financial toxicity. 
Um, and it really does impact um, medical term outcome, which just means, are you going to live through this or not? Um, and if there is a financial hardship that comes along with it, outcomes are poor. Um, and I think we can all relate a little bit to this. I mean, you know, if, if you've ever been strapped for cash, it's probably one of the most stressful, you know, kind of things that you, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and, and, um, and so when you couple that with a very serious diagnosis of cancer, um, it really can be, um, you know, paralyzing for a lot of people. And unfortunately, what it results is, um, is women and men not getting the treatment that they need. They just opt to, they, they opt to either adjust it or not get treatment altogether. Yeah. I think uh, many of our listeners too can relate to this, like breast cancer or just any other type of cancer too. Cause like so many people are affected by it. Like I'm, I am, Lee just said she was like, whether it's you or the person, you know, so having a, a foundation like this, being able to like financially help, especially because it, it's cancer also like doesn't matter what uh class you're in you know you can afford it or you're you know in like poverty and can't afford the treatments and stuff like that so when these type of foundations are able to step in I think it's it's a weight off their shoulders so it helps and I feel like you know because that also doesn't help with the healing process and everything like that with treatments so, definitely yeah, yeah. Hard to get better if you're stressed. Yes. <laughs> and, and, the body doesn't do well with stress in general, right? Cool. So you add you add that that crippling uh, diagnosis on top of that, and like, yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah, and um, you know, with the survivorship side of what we do, it's it's also this mantra of love over fear that um, that you know that if you've been to any of our events or follow us, you know, on on any of our social media or, or what have you. Um, it's truly a message that we're trying to get out to not only breast cancer survivors and their families, but really everyone that, that, you know, we all, we are all in a terminal situation, right? All of us are going to die 100%. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so you have a choice in life, you know, to wake up every morning and, and think about all the things that, that you can be afraid of, or think about all of the many blessings and, and places of love and, and happiness and joy in your life. So, um, you know, there's, there's the teaching component of it as well of, of let's, let's get people out of a, this financial crisis, but also can we all talk about the choice that we all face every day, which is, you know, to be full of gratitude and in love or to be full of fear and, and anger. And it really is a daily choice that all of us make. Yeah. Um, so with, uh, the Donna foundation, um, did this, did this get started? Uh, include like, were you there when it got started? Like, um, could you tell us a little bit more in our listeners about years, right? how the foundation started? Yeah, absolutely. So Donna Deegan, our namesake, uh, the Donna Foundation is named for three-time breast cancer survivor Donna Deegan. Um, she is still she's doing amazingly well, cancer-free. She's been cancer-free for fifteen years. Um, uh, yeah, a wonderful yay. She, um, when she was first diagnosed with breast cancer, um, she at the time was the local news anchor for uh, Jacksonville News here, here in Jacksonville, First Kids <laughs> News. And, um, and so the cameras sort of followed her through her entire journey with, with breast cancer. So she, you know, she went to treatment, lost the hair, did, did all of the things in front of the Jacksonville community. 
And um, when she was diagnosed for the second time with breast cancer, she went to her news director and said, okay, we've already done the cameras following me around everywhere. I, you know, I don't think we need to do that again, but people are going to be concerned about my well-being and they're going to want to know what's going on. So let's, let's do something else. And so they did what we would now call a blog. Okay. Um, they did an online journal where she could share updates as to what's going on with her health. And, and the community had a way of, of communicating with her. It was kind of a two-way conversation. And so what she began to hear overwhelmingly was, I'm so glad you're getting the treatment you need. I'm so happy that things are going well. Um, here is my situation. You know, I'm, and, and this is when she began to hear about, um, you know, I'm having to choose between paying my rent and going to this week's treatment. I can't afford the bus trip that it's going to take me to get to, to treatment. You know, it, it, that's when she began hearing about all of this and decided that, that, you know, she was, she's been put in this unique situation with this megaphone attached that she can make a difference. And so she launched the Donna foundation in 2003, specifically to meet that need, um, here in Jacksonville at the time, uh, she's a runner and she was um, selling t-shirts at the River Run Expo. If y'all are familiar with the Gate River Run, it's a 15th championship mm -hmm. race here in Jacksonville. I know you guys have, have, have been <laughs> there before many times. Um, she was selling t-shirts. She was an expo vendor and was selling t-shirts Run with Donna. And so at the time, my weekend warrior passion job was working with Jeff Galloway uh, and his organization uh, led at the time and still continues to be led by Chris Twiggs. And um, we were training people to run the Jacksonville Marathon. And so we thought, well, let's approach Donna um, and, and see if she'd be interested in doing a fundraiser with us where, you know, people would train for the Jacksonville Marathon and raise money for the Donna Foundation. And as a runner and as a marathoner, she thought that was just a great idea. And so um, she and Jeff Galloway and her oncologist at Mayo Clinic decided to get together and, and um, you know, formulate a team to, to train and, and uh, raise money. And so um, we had about 80 people join us for that effort wow. and we raised um, $100,000 for the Donna Foundation that first year. And we thought, wow okay, this is better than selling t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that's really when we began to think this has more to it than, than you know, just this, this marrying passions of Donna's love for marathoning and, and, and helping patients. Um, is there a traditional marathon for breast cancer? And the answer to that question was no. And so um, with Jeff Galloway and his reach as America's coach, you know, Donna's position on television and sort of that megaphone. And then um, sort of the trifecta came in with Dr. Edith Perez. She's an oncologist researcher at Mayo Clinic and was Donna's doctor, her oncologist, uh, also a runner um, and was really wanting to fund some very specific research in genomics, which now we all kind of nod our heads and go, yeah, I know about <laughs> genomics, right? or I know about genes and, and what, but you know, 20 years ago, yeah. it was like, what? So, um, so anyway, that's when the national marathon to finish breast cancer was conceived and, and the idea of it came about. Um, and our inaugural marathon was held in 2008. So 15 years ago. Um, so my role in all of this beyond, you know, the, the coach 
in the beginning and being a part of the team that was, you know, kind of conceptualizing the idea of our own marathon. I served on the board of directors of that marathon launch when, when, you know, way back when, so that would have been 2007, 2008. And then um, I told Donna way back then, I said, this is, this is who God made me to be. Like, this is what I need to do with my life. So at some point, that's what I, you know, I want to run the organization. And um, so I joined staff in 2010. Wow. You've, yeah. I mean, you've literally been there since the beginning. That yeah. is, that's so amazing. That's amazing. That's, I mean, that's, oh, go ahead, Avery, go. No, no, I was saying it's crazy. I think 2008 is literally like that long ago. I I, in 2008, I was in like middle school. So, oh, <laughs> so I'm the, on the younger side, but it's just crazy to think that, but, um, it, that's come on, so it's just, it's come a long way since then. It's crazy. It, it really does blow my mind that, that, you know, we've been, that the marathon celebrated its 13th, I mean, it's 15th anniversary this year. Um, in the, in some of the lead up to the inaugural year, I was pregnant with my oldest. And so she's this, you know, she's 16. So, you know, she's just sort of this, this benchmark of how far we've come that just walks around my house. Right. Uh, but yeah, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I, I mean, all of it is just amazing, but I think more so that like everything just came together in like this perfect way and that everybody was able to kind of use their, their reach in a very specific way as well. And I just, I don't know. I just, I think it's just truly amazing that all of this, I I'm always a firm believer that like things that are meant to happen, happen. So I think that, that everybody meeting each other, I mean, look what's come out of it. It's, this is amazing. And, and the marathon is solely, uh, it's just solely for breast cancer, correct? Yes. So yeah, we're not, you know, it's not a, a race that has a charity partner. Yep. Um, it is a signature event of the Donna Foundation. Um, we have, uh, and of course that weekend is the marathon. There's also a half marathon, a 5k, mm -hmm. a Donna dash for the kids. Oh. You know, there's a lot, there's a variety of events that happen. Um, I always have to say that because I, I can't tell you even 15 years into this, people will say, well, I can't run a marathon. Well, come out and do the 5k. You have a 5k. Um, but, uh, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but um. <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing. And then, so, um, I know you guys do all sorts of different projects throughout the year and kind of fundraisers to, um, raise, raise awareness and actual funds. So I know that you have something coming up for mother's day in May. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yes. Um, so we're on, next week, like April the 8th, we are launching our Celebrate Every Mom initiative. Um, we're super excited about that. And it will, um, uh, we'll sort of wrap things up with a celebratory 5k. It's uh, the Black Knight Donna Mother's Day 5k. It's on Saturday, May the 7th in historic Riverside here in Jacksonville. Um, but for people that want to support the cause and celebrate moms with us, there's a virtual component as well, uh, which is super exciting. Um, and yeah, we just, you know, in addition to, uh, of course, being a fundraiser for the important and critical programs of our work, it's also a moment that we can just celebrate moms and, and uh, remember moms and, you know, whether it's your mom or like a mom or, 
you know, it's just, it's a fun opportunity to, to share stories and, and, um, you know, just be really grateful for the people in our lives that have raised us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's funny. I feel like, um, after, so I, I have two, two young children and I, after I had my children, I just had a completely different, not even, not only like respect, but just like relationship with my mom. I'm like, man, this is hard. You, you, you know, you're just responsible for these, these children's lives. And I think I, you know, I always were just as a kid growing up, I'm like, Oh, it's mother's day. Like it's just another, another day that we go through in the year, but mothers definitely deserve a day because you you know I just my my mom worked I have I'm one of five so my mom definitely it's just it brings it to a whole new life a whole new light no for sure um and if you have kids it really is you get it and I don't think you can get it (laughs) unless, unless you have them it's this it's this you know this mama bear type feeling of um of just this intense love that, that you didn't even know was possible. Um, you know, and, and, and for a lot of moms that are journeying through breast cancer, it really does make things very, very complicated. Um, because you're really, you're wanting to be strong for your family. You're willing to, um, you know, you're willing to sacrifice just about anything for them. And, um, and so, so talk about being in a very fearful place, you know, if you're a mom with especially younger children and you're trying to navigate the complexities of breast cancer, um, it can really be a, a very lonely and, and fearful place. So uh, we're going to kick things off uh, in a couple of weeks with an online webinar um, where we're going to talk about this topic. We're going to have some survivors going to have a um we're going to have a uh, like a wellness coach on the on the line and and really have a, an honest conversation about about motherhood and uh journeying through breast cancer and and um yes talk about ways that that you can sort of manage that balance <laughs> um but i think just talking about it and 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 mm-hmm. making sure that moms out there that are they're dealing with that they're not alone um, you know, and, and how they're feeling and, and, um, can lean into some others to, to share in the journey. No, and then I, we'll, and then we'll celebrate it all with <laughs> this 5k. Cause is, I mean, you know, as, as with you guys being so connected to the running community, right. There's nothing better mm-hmm. than a finish line. Mm-hmm. It's just not, you know, yeah. it's true. It, that's like a victory in itself, you know, so you have this mm-hmm. celebration and then you get that intense feeling afterwards. And then you get to share that with everybody around you. I think that's an incredible idea. Yep. I was going to say, um, I, uh, no, I am not a mom, but <laughs> I am very close, uh, with my mom. We, she just, it was just her and I, she raised me single mother. Um, and I'm a technically an only child. I have a brother, but he's much older than me. Um, uh, and, uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Her and I are very, very close. And mm-hmm. I always try to make sure, you know, I do something for her on Mother's Day. And there's been times where I've been really tight with money, especially in college, you know, mm-hmm. and I just felt like I'm like, I can't, I can't get her anything. Like, I really want to do something. So this year, you know, um, I feel like I can actually do something for her. And so I, I'm like, thinking about everything that I can get her. Um, like, maybe, you know, if it's just a, like a present I can give her physically or like an experience or something, you know, like a 
give her a, a massage gift card to like a spa. I don't know. I just, I try, I really try to do that because she still, you know, it, she's my mom. She's always going to be my mom. So, um, and uh, I still need her. <laughs> so I, you guys I try should, to. you guys should walk the 5k together. Yeah. Here, I, you know, I was just thinking, so I'm actually, we're, we're Connecticut based. Um, I'm actually moving down to Florida, Southern Florida. So not, not Jacksonville, but um, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what, maybe I just like drive or fly. I, I just feel like that'd be such a, a cool experience to be a part of. I can't Come even, on. I can just like feel, I can imagine just the vibe of everything, just like how happy and excited every, everybody there must be just to be together. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now, uh, you know, we've gone, we've all gone through the, the whole year of, or two years of, of, um, you know, not being able to come together. So it has this extra layer of emotion. I mean, that's what we felt in February. Uh, it was the first national marathon to finish breast cancer that we've had, um, since 2020, uh, we were able to conduct the event in 2020, but, um, you know, uh, just being able to come back and, and race, in person and be together. It was really, it was the whole theme. It's been the theme of our entire campaign this year is together. Um, there's just nothing that, that quite compares. I think it's amazing too, that you, that like, um, kind of afterwards and kind of after, after surviving the diagnosis that you work with these women as well, because, you know, I think it's, I guess I really never thought much about it until this conversation, but breast cancer is so as sad as it is normalized right now. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it just happens so frequently. You're like, oh, this person has breast cancer. Oh, that's awful. You know, but I, it just, I mean, that, that's somebody's wife, that's somebody's mom, that's somebody's daughter, mm -hmm. and that's somebody's struggle that they're going through. Um, and it, it definitely affects them in such a, a bigger sense. So that's amazing that you get, that they have the opportunity to celebrate as well. I mean, an event that they, they feel proud because they're helping to raise funds for, um, do you, do you have many women that have received financial assistance that come back in turn to help raise more money with the foundation? Um, certainly. Yeah. Um, and, and, and certainly those that, um, you know, that have simply benefited from, you know, the various survivorship programming programs that we have, right. That, um, I mean, countless stories of, of, um, you know, a colleague ran the marathon in her honor and left the medal on her desk when she got back into the office. And so she, you know, took that medal and used it as an incentive to train for the next year so that she could earn her own medal. I mean, you know, this story after story like that. So yeah, 100%. Amazing. Yeah. Now, um, do you have any, oh. um, oh, sorry. I'm just going to talk at the same time. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like trying to like, <laughs> I know. Do, do you have, so is Donna the kind of the first foundation that you have, well, not only that you've worked with, that you've basically been there along the journey, but uh, is that, is this kind of like the, the only foundation or have you done a lot of charitable work kind of in your, in your past? Yeah. I mean, this, this was absolutely my first true forte, you know, into the nonprofit world. I was, um, you know, I was sharing earlier that, that it was my weekend warrior kind of passion project, uh, you know, working with the, the Galloway training program. At the time, I was um, an executive in an IT company. So, uh -huh. uh, you know, I went to engineering school and, and uh, you know, have been in um, information technology and, and most of my career. So I was, um, gosh, I won't say how many years because, you know, Aubrey would be like, oh my God, I wasn't even, <laughs> <No>. but, uh, <laughs> but, 
but no, I really did think that my, my, you know, professional life would absolutely be um, corporate America, you know, climbing the ladder, you know, being an executive. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, God had a, a whole different plan for me. And, and, you know, if you lean into that, I think um, it's, it's, it's futile to try to resist because the plan is going to happen, whether you like it or not. But I'm fortunate to have, um, you know, uh, really followed my heart that way because um, I can't imagine doing doing anything else. It's so much more than climbing the corporate ladder. <laughs> it surely is. It's um, it's significant work, right? You, you know, you go to bed every night knowing that that everything we do every day changes lives. Um, I will tell you that it is a million times harder. <laughs> I'm sure. uh, I mean, in terms of just the day to day and, and, um, uh, it is not an easy job to be certain, but it's, it's, it's definitely worth it. We actually spoke, uh, one of our, to one of our guests about her different career changes that she's done because mm -hmm. we were explaining, or at least I was talking about how my generation, uh, tries to make sure we do something that is a bit more like what we're passionate about mm -hmm. instead of just getting a job because some of us have seen our parents just kind of get home from a job that exhausts them. And they're just like, Oh, you know, I hate it or something. Mm -hmm. And we see that. And we're just like, Hmm, like, I don't want to be like that. So they really strive to find something that they're more passionate about and, or that they enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, and Edith, uh, that's her name. Uh, one of our guests, she was saying that she's just had many career opportunities. Uh, she was doing, I think, a journalist job and then changed over to uh, nonprofit like you uh, eventually later in life. And it's just, it's nice to know that for some people, because some people really think it's set in stone. Mm -hmm. Like literally once you graduate from college, people think <laughs> it's set it. in stone. That's what you're doing for the rest <laughs> of your life. You can't change it. Like, <laughs> and I don't even think that I would have been aware I mean, even if that had been the culture, right, when I graduated from college and, and, and that that would have been because it wasn't to your point, it was it was make all the money. Yeah, it yeah. was get get the job, make all the money, you know, um, and uh, but even then, I don't know that I would have known enough about myself and what I was good at and what mm -hmm. what 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 led to, you know, kind of those joyful moments in my work life. Um, you know, I always I always encourage people, you know pursue a job, right? You've got, you need to pay your bills and, 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 and try to do things that, that you're good at, you know, lean into your skill sets and those kinds of things. Um, but then if, if it's not something that is just totally lighting your heart on fire, find that somewhere, um, mm -hmm. you know, volunteer somewhere, you know, fi find that elsewhere and then do that stuff. And I think eventually you'll find those opportunities just present themselves because, um, mm -hmm. because they just will. Yeah, so I with too, right? What's that? I was saying it's like to um, into what you just said. It's kind of like who you surround yourself with too, you know. So mm -hmm. if you find that those things that you're passionate about, such as volunteering, I mean, all of those people are that are volunteering with you are going to be feeling the same way. So it's that you surround yourself with just kind of like-minded people, and I'm I think that things kind of end up ha just happening. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, and that's what happened to us, right? You know, Donna was, was wanting to, to raise funds and she loved to run. So she sold t-shirts at a road race. You know, I, I love to run. So I was working on the weekends to 
train people for marathons. And, and I mean, it just sort of naturally came into be, you know, so. And it, I feel like it also levels up your energy and kind of helps draw like the people on the same level to you. So mm-hmm. then you're all just, you know, working on the same kind of direction. And I think, and I, I totally agree like with everything. And, um, you know, some people also like my age, like they're not, they may not know what they're passionate about. Like it took me a bit just to figure out what degree I wanted to do. So, but that's, that's the important part of, you know, knowing you can change what you want to do. And like, if you don't know it, yeah. Like uh, go volunteer or any, uh, there's plenty of like Facebook groups out there too, with any interest that you have, mm-hmm. um, where you can just sign up and be like, Oh, Hey, uh, I'd like to be a part of this. And maybe you can network and see, you know, it's all about who, you know, as well. Um, mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly agree, but it, it's, it's interesting how, where life takes you sometimes. And I'm a firm believer in, in seasons. Um, that just because this is what you're doing today, doesn't mean that this is what you'll be doing tomorrow. I mean, you know, every season in life has its, its own set of priorities and its own set of, um, you know, goals and, and, you know, going back to priorities, um, you know, what I'm able to do when, you know, my kids are in diapers are far different from what I'm able to do when they're teenagers or, or, you know, before they even came along, it's just, it's seasons, Right. So, um, I I don't know, that gives me a lot of excitement that, that, uh, you know, that, that, that there's just these new things to look forward to new journeys to happen, new, new experiences to, to have fun with. And, and, and to your point earlier, Aubrey, I mean, just because that's what you're doing now doesn't mean that that's what you have to do forever. Right. And it's, it's less scary that way too, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I, I, I remember I was like, what am I going to do? Like, cause I, you know, I had everything set up from, you know, graduate high school. I know I'm going to college, but then after that, it was just blank. And I, cause I usually knew what to expect. So now I'm just, I was you're like, an, you're an adult now, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but you know, I, it's, it's a, it's a journey, but it's, it's definitely takes you places that you didn't think you'd probably go, but you're there and like, you might end up enjoying it. So it's like you yeah. said before, Amanda, you, you just got to wake up and be happy and grateful. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's going to be a good journey. There's always ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. For sure. Val- peaks and valleys. <laughs> yes. Now uh, I know that we're, we're kind of wrapping this up, but um, you know, we were, we were going to ask you um, like a targeted question, but I guess you, you and Donna kind of stand for just women in general. Um, so to, to, this is a broad question, but to kind of any women, any women out there, um, whether it's somebody going through a struggle, um, or not, what, what kind of advice do you have for them? Well, I think I've said it before, and this is what you'll hear from me anytime is, is, you know, the, the choice of gratitude, the choice of joy, the choice of love is a choice. And if you can put some things in place in your life where you're intentionally pointing yourself in those joyful directions and in those directions and places of love, you will have a much happier existence <laughs> um, than, uh, than, than waking up every day and, and just being fearful of, of what's to come or what, what has happened. Um, 
So choose, choose love, love over fear. Love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's it. Uh, so before we go, uh, could you tell our listeners where to find you any like social media handles or websites that you'd like them to find where you are? Sure. Absolutely. I am, um, at Amanda Knapp on, uh, Twitter. And I think that's my handle on Instagram. <laughs> um, I think it's the same thing. Yep, it is. And, um, the Donna foundation, you can find our work at the Donna foundation.org. Um, and then marathon weekend is breastcancermarathon.com. Okay, great. Uh, thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time on headband happy hour.